Amen. All right. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. Um, as um, we look at um, this, uh, this is kind of a, as I said last week, that we're going to kind of uh, move into a, a second um, issue here that uh, John writes about, uh, and he's going to begin uh, in this passage talking about uh, false teachers and. Uh, as I looked at this and I thought about that, um, it's it, um, one of the one of the challenges uh, of uh, of preaching through a uh, a book verse by verse is you have to deal with uh, some topics you just as soon skip. Uh, and uh, this is a passage I would have probably uh, probably skipped if I would have been left to my own devices. But uh, God just uh, kind of snatched me up and said I wrote it for a purpose and so uh, I began to uh, to look at it and think about it and uh, what um, what kind of uh, God spoke to me here um, is let me give you uh, kind of give you a, a, a synopsis of the message and then I'll preach it how's that um, it is when to be honest uh, I've told you one of my uh, on numerous times I've told you that one of my um, idiosyncrasies one of my predispositions uh, towards reading scripture uh, is when I see uh, the Bible talking about Ephesus and Philippi uh, it's in my mind uh, it's you know a little mud hut and a campfire and four people uh, you know and then I begin to study and, and remember no this is not uh, these are not little tiny villages these were major cities there, there were uh, they were huge cities with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, going and a lot of uh, business and a lot of uh, industry that went on uh, in these cities. The other uh, thing that I know that I, I bring in my own mind uh, to Scripture uh, is when I think about false teachers, um, I think about uh, generally my, my mind goes immediately uh, to somebody that's just way out in left field. Uh, some, I mean, they're just bonkers. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're, you know, you know, uh, teaching, you know, they're, they're wanting you to sacrifice a goat or something. I mean, it's just some wild, uh, fantastic uh, teaching. What we see uh, in Scripture uh, is not that at all. Now, again, uh, on occasion, we do see some of those uh, types of false teachers, uh, but more likely than not, when the Bible talks about uh, false teachers, uh, it's talking about those uh, that, um, they're, again, they're not telling you uh, you've got to worship a goat or, uh, you know, the sun or, or something like that. Uh, you know, I've used the illustration before. If I was to tell you it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't even have to look at your watch to know uh, that that's wrong. Uh, but if I was to tell you it's 20 minutes till 11, um, you know, without, without looking at your watch, I could be right. I'm just close enough uh, to be dangerous. And that's what uh, we have with most of the false teaching uh, in, in Scripture. Uh, it, is it's typically, uh, again, not way out there. Somebody came and knocked on your door and said, listen, if you want to go to heaven, uh, you've got to crawl to Charlotte on your hands and knees. Uh, with a you know with a frog in your pocket you know you, you know, I mean it would be that would be so far fetched that you'd go get out of here you know you crazy uh, you know even most people that weren't even church uh, would uh, would recognize that's just that's you know that's ludicrous uh, but 
here's the word that really caught my attention and refocused my thinking about this passage. Uh, notice the very first word in, in verse 1. John says, Beloved. Beloved. And so he's not writing uh, to the atheist in town. Uh, he's not writing to, uh, you know, the, the Mormons or, uh, you know, somebody who's just obviously got their theology uh, completely wrong. He's writing to the church. Uh, to, he's writing to, uh, to those inside uh, of the Christian church. And he says to them, uh, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Don't believe everything uh, you hear. Don't trust everything, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out in the work. And so he's not again talking about uh, just somebody who just blatantly blasphemes God. Uh, he's talking about uh, the danger uh, of, of those who stand uh, even in the Christian church uh, and get it just a, a, a little bit wrong. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we think, well, you know, that's not that big a deal. A little bit off is not uh, that, uh, that big a deal. Uh, but we've got two guys sitting here on opposite ends of the building here, uh, both in construction, and they'll tell you it is a big deal. You know, if you, you know, if, if, if Kenny bores a hole that's off by an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch here, uh, that hole may be fine, but down the road somewhere when he's got to line it up, that quarter of an inch come back and bite you on it. You, know, you don't have to be off by three feet. You know, you may have about the time to tell you, uh, putting in machinery and doing uh, work. You, you know, you don't have to be off by four feet. You know, you off by, you know, a quarter of an inch. Uh, here, you know, if, if, for example, if this building, if that corner was off by a quarter of an inch, quarter of an inch is not that much. I mean, quarter of an inch is a little bit of, uh, of space. But if it's off by a quarter of an inch here, by the time you get to that corner, a uh, hundred feet away, you got a big problem, right? You know, and so a little bit of uh, false teaching can, uh, can be dangerous. And that's what uh, John is talking about. He's talking about those in the church who, uh, who, who change up the gospel, who twist it just a little, just enough to be dangerous. And so the first thing that we talk about in this passage is this conversation uh, that John delivers, this conversation uh, that he puts uh, in front of us. Again, believe not every spirit. And so when he says believe not every spirit, uh, he's saying to us, and he's making it uh, clear to us, that there are some uh, who are wrong. You know, everybody that uh, has a TV show, everybody that has a radio show, everybody that stands up in the pulpit, everybody that uh, is in church, he says they're not all preaching truth. Some of them uh, are just wrong. And so he then says, but try the spirits. We have a responsibility to test what is being taught and preached and said in our church, in our classes, in our Bible studies, we have a responsibility, uh, John says, 
to test that and, and to be sure uh, of what uh, we are hearing, that we are uh, hearing the truth uh, of the gospel, that we're not uh, just accepting uh, anything uh, that comes uh, down the pipe. Uh, he says there are many false prophets that are gone out from among you. And so again, he, he's telling us uh, to, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to be alert, to be aware uh, that there are those uh, there uh, who will preach, who will teach uh, wrong, who will, uh, who will lead you uh, astray. And again, he's not talking about uh, the, the danger. Uh, again, obviously that's dangerous, and we don't want that either, uh, of somebody who's far off uh, from the gospel. Uh, but he's talking about, uh, for example, uh, there was an issue in uh, Corinth. Uh, if you read the, the letter to the Corinthians and Paul uh, writing to them, uh, he says that, that there are those there uh, who were telling the Christians, they were Jewish Christians, uh, who were telling the uh, Christians that, yeah, in addition to Christ, you must be circumcised uh, to really be a Christian. And, and Paul says, no, that's, that's not what we taught. That's not the gospel. Uh, that, that's not the truth. Again, uh, we don't have to uh, stray far from that. When we add to or take from in any way, uh, then he says, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a false teacher, again, if it's, if it's uh, 1040, and I tell you it's 1041, it's wrong, right? I mean, it may not be much wrong. It may not be but a few seconds wrong, but it's wrong. And so John is warning us here uh, to be cautious and to be careful that everyone that stands up, that everyone uh, that, uh, that is out there, uh, that everybody that comes along and, and, uh, and stands up and teaches and preaches, uh, he says that they are, uh, you know, there are some uh, that are false teachers. There are some uh, that will lead you astray. And the thing that's really concerning about, uh, about this statement is, is that John says here uh, that they came out, uh, they are many that are gone out into the world. And there's a lot of debate over that particular passage uh, by, uh, of exactly uh, what that means. It sounds again uh, when John says they are gone out. If you are gone out, where did you have to be before? Not a trick, I promise you. If you're gone out, where were you before you went out? And. And so, again, there's, there's debate among scholars exactly what John means by that, but he appears to be saying that these are not people from out in the streets who are coming against the church. These are people who were in the church who are now teaching false doctrine, who are now teaching uh, untruth. And again, he's not talking about, uh, again, huge discrepancies. Uh, he's talking about just adding uh, a little bit to the Word. Those that would say, um, you know, yeah, you, to be saved, you've you got to come to church. Well, I'll say if you're, if you're saved, you're going to want to come to church, but that's not how you get saved. You know, you, you, to be saved, you've got to read your Bible. If you are saved, you're going to want to read your Bible, but that's not how you get saved. 
He says salvation is in Christ and Christ alone. It's a free gift, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so we have uh, that, that truth. And so, uh, again, we're not to believe everything, uh, again, that, uh, that the Bible, or that, uh, that, that those who stand up and claim to be preaching from the Bible, again, you can stand up and read the Bible. You know, you can say, look in this passage of Scripture, and just because you've got a Bible in your hand and even read Scripture doesn't mean you're preaching the truth. You know, doesn't mean, you, you know, you can have a church with thousands in it. And doesn't mean that, that you're preaching the truth. Doesn't mean that, uh, that what you are teaching. And so every time we hear a preacher, read a book, hear a speaker, go to a conference, we don't just automatically believe what they say. I, I, I can take you and I, I, I have, I recently for some reason got in my mind, to catalog all my books, and I've got way more books than I should have. Um, uh, thankfully, I've been blessed and have had to buy very few of them. I've been gifted uh, thousands of books. And I can take you and I can flip through. Just because you wrote a book does not mean you're right. You know, just because you wrote a book does not mean you are correct. In fact, for those of you who don't know today, a lot of people write books, then they pay themselves to have that book printed and bound and sell the book themselves. It's not that anybody else read the book or that a publishing company saw the book and said, okay, I agree with what you've written. And quite frankly, most publishing companies wouldn't care. You could write, you know, you could write in a book that to be saved and go to heaven, you got to find a golden egg that the goose laid. And if, you know, if the publisher could sell that book for 1995, guess what? He's going to sell that book. Because he's more interested in money than theology, most of them. We'll say all of them, but most of them. And so John says, anytime we see us this, we are to check, we are to verify that authority. And John uses that word spirit here in verse 1 in the sense of the spirit that is behind that person. When they, when they have that false teaching, he tells us to test it, test that spirit and see what it is. Test them to make sure that they are of God. That is an awesome responsibility that you and I have. And as this world continues, as we go on, I don't know how much longer this world's going to stand. Yeah. But if it, you know, as we do go on, until Jesus comes, I'm telling you, this passage of Scripture is going to get more and more and more important. Many of you in here are old enough to remember a day when you could pretty much go into church, turn on the gospel at the Christian radio station, turn on the Christian TV station, and what was going to be preached or taught, it was right down the middle of the book. If you spent much time listening to Christian radio, or what's called Christian radio, or Christian, what's called Christian music, or what's called Christian preaching, or what's called a Christian book, 
you know that things have changed. Things have changed. And again, I can take you and show you in, in my own personal library that I may have a book that 95, 97, 98, 99% of it is a great book. And then there'll be one section right in the middle, a few sentences, and you're like, oh, what was this guy smoking? You know, where did this come from? You know, what, what happened to him? Somebody dropped him on his head before he wrote this page? What in the world? You know, I, 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 I've been in conferences and meetings and heard people stand up to preach and they're preaching a great message and then they'll, they'll come out with something and you're like, you know, like a cow to new gate. You know, what, where did that come from? You know, I, 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 I've been in places and been in meetings and things where there were people there who had these ridiculous pedigrees and all these initials beside their name and they went to all these schools and, you know, they had all this, but, and then they just say some of the most harebrained stuff. John says, we've got to test everything we see, hear, or read and see what spirit is behind it. Because Satan is roaming to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And we live in a world where we have to be careful of that. And so he's addressing believers here. And he's telling them uh, 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 an important thing. Hear what John is saying. He's saying even believers can be misled by false teachers. Even believers can be misled by false teachers. I believe with all my heart. Some of you in here, most of you are old enough, you remember uh, Jim Jones that took the group down and had them, you know, they all drank poison. I have no doubt believing there were, there were quite a few in that group that were genuine believers of Jesus Christ. But they did not test their teaching. They simply took him at his word and followed along blindly into what he said. John is writing to the church. And he's saying to the church that we should do that. First Timothy, when Paul wrote to young Timothy, what did he say in First Timothy uh, chapter 1? He said, In latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits. Listen, again, this passage, again, as I, I, I've already confessed my sin of saying I wanted to skip over this passage. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, oh, well, the group I'm talking to worrying about false, uh, and, and God just, again, he, he got a hold of them and said, no, more than ever we need this passage. More than ever we need this passage. Because understand that false teaching comes straight from Satan and his demons. And he says in this passage as well, he says there are many false prophets. If John said there were many false prophets, what would John say in 2022? If there were many false prophets, 
around A.D. 50, 60 when John was writing, what in the world would he say now some 2,000 years later? What do you think John would say if he turned on Christ, supposed Christian television and supposed Christian radio and supposed Christian teaching and went to the, the typical supposed Christian bookstore? He'd lose his mind. You know, First John's a fairly little book. He'd go back and write some more chapters to it, I think. Yeah, he'd go back and add on. Listen, the, the, but one of the things is, is again, think how many more religion. Go home and Google religion. Go home and spend a little time on the Internet just seeing just how much uh, Google denominations to see how many there are out there. But, but again, think about, you know, and here's the trick that we've got to understand. Have you ever heard a preacher or a teacher get up on television, radio, or church anywhere and say, all right, now what I'm about to tell you is a lie, but I want you to listen to me. Now, all of them get up and tell you they're telling you the truth, don't they? Yeah, they all do. That's why John says, test them. That's why I've told you over and over in the last 20, almost 27 years now, don't come to church without your Bible. I don't care who's preaching, me or anybody else. Open your Bible and make sure that whatever's being said, don't go to Sunday school. Don't take anybody's word for it, whether it's on the radio or television. John says, verify. You test it. I don't care if it's in the Sunday school book we hand out. I don't care if it's in that devotional book we hand out. I don't care if it's Billy Graham. I don't care if it's Charles Stanley. I don't care who it is. John said, he doesn't say verify unless it's so-and-so. He says test the Spirit. Test the Spirit. Know that what they're saying he says there are many false teachers. Now, I've said before, I don't want you, you know, I don't want us running around as I, as I prayed for Larry a moment ago and, and, and praying for him. And I brought up in my prayer because I think it's a very real, I think it's a very true reality is that there, there are demonic forces at work in disease and sickness and especially when somebody's being oppressed and uh, mentally that, that it's an opportunity for Satan to work. I don't, but I don't want people running around checking behind every door and under every bed for a demon. I, you know, I'm not telling you run around looking everywhere for false teachers. But John is saying check. Just be sure. Make sure that what they're saying listen in our day of watered-down doctrine, in our day, uh, you know, people, a lot of people don't want to get hung up on doctrine. I've heard this statement, doctrine divides. You're absolutely right. And I agree with you 100%. Doctrine divides. And it should. Doctrine divides. If you got bad doctrine, me and you don't divide. How's that? Doctrine divides. People, oh, we just need to love everybody. We just need to get along. Let's have a big group hug and sing Kumbaya. That's not what John said. 
John said, test the spirit. You bring that kind of stuff up, and people say, oh, you're being, you're being judgmental. You're being intolerant. You're, you're being, you know, judgmental. Listen, you call me what you will. I'm going to tell you I'm being obedient. Because the Word of God, through His servant John, said, test the Spirit. Doctrine matters. Doctrine matters. Jesus says, I am the way. Not a way, not one of the ways, but I am the way. He's either right or he's wrong. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground when it comes to preaching and teaching the Word of God. You're either preaching and teaching what the Word of God says, completely and wholly, unadulterated, unashamedly, or you're not. And I make no apologies for that statement. I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for a man that says he is called of God to preach the gospel and he stands up and denies the very gospel he's preaching. He's useless. Have no respect for him whatsoever. Listen, the fact of the matter is, again, is Christianity is doctrinally intolerant. That's not popular in 2022. The Christianity, the doctrine of Jesus Christ is intolerant. There, there, there is no room for variance in the doctrine of Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No wiggle room in that statement. He says, no man comes to the Father but by me. Not some men or part of the men, but no man. There's no wiggle room in the gospel of Jesus Christ. None. He says, the wages of sin is death. No wiggle room in that statement. Anything less than that, or anything more than that. John says it's false teaching. It is, again, Christianity by its very nature is a religion, is a teaching, is a system where God says, this is truth, and everything else is not. That, that's Christianity in a nutshell. That the Word of God is the inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. End of conversation. There's no debate about that. Listen. It's simple. That's what I mean. When you look at that verse, what John is calling on us, the conversation that he is having is, is clear that there is truth and there is error. And it is our responsibility with the assistance of the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God to determine what is being taught in front of us. Look at the confession. Look at what John says then. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesseth Jesus Christ has come in the flesh of God, and every spirit that confesseth not uh, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in this world. John says, here's what makes a teacher true or false. It's not what translation of the Bible they're using. It's not what denomination is on their sign out front. It's not a lot of the things that we look at. It's not what they're wearing. It's not you know, any of those things. John says what they do with Jesus Christ, what they say, what, they, what a man believes about Jesus Christ tells us clearly whether a man is a false teacher or not. What he teaches about Jesus Christ, what he shares about Jesus Christ, exposes what is in his spirit, exposes what's in him. The key question that we, we have is who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? There's a great book um, that you can pick up. It's fairly, you can probably find it fairly cheap now because it's pretty old. Uh, some of you may have seen it. It's called The Kingdom of the Cults. And you can imagine what is some of the things that's in a book called The Kingdom of the Cults. But there is an interesting chapter uh, in that book. There is a chapter in that book uh, called The Jesus of the Cults. The Jesus of the Cults. And he talks about some of the things that some groups teach about Jesus. For example, the Jehovah Witnesses. Jehovah Witnesses, and you can go to their material, you can go to their website, you, you can dig this up and find this uh, to be true. They teach that Jesus is a God, but not the God. The official doctrine of the Jehovah Witness Church is that Jesus was the first creation of God. I'm done with it. I don't know what else they got to say. Don't care. I don't care how much money they give to hungry people. I don't care what they do, what missions they got. Don't care. They're wrong about Jesus Christ. They're wrong about Jesus. Therefore, everything else they say is wrong. Listen, actually, if you really want to get down to it, Charles Russell said that Jesus uh, was originally Michael the archangel until he left heaven uh, and came to earth. Okay, you're wrong. Sit down. I'm done with you. What you say about Jesus Christ measures everything. Same book. He talks about the Christ, the Jesus Christ of the Mormons. Mormons talk about Jesus. In fact, what is the name of their church? Church of their real name. They don't even like the name Mormon, to be honest with you. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's even in their name. They don't deny Jesus. They just mess him up. They don't deny that there is a Jesus. Womanism teaches uh, that each of the gods, including 
Jesus and his Father. That's their opinion. According to Mormonism, there's a whole group of gods. And God was once just a man. And, and Jesus, was, before he was, uh, he was a created being. He was born of Mary, uh, but he was not conceived uh, by Joseph or the Holy Spirit. Where he came from. Um, I, I'm not even going to tell you a few other things that they believe. But that, you know, listen, what you say about Jesus, you know, hey, listen, I'll be the first to tell you. I am impressed beyond belief that they can get teenage boys out of the house, put them in shirts and ties, and get them to pedal bicycles all over town. I salute most of you, like me, it's all I knew to get a teenage boy to carry the garbage out. Let alone pedal all over town in the summer when it's 100 degrees on a bicycle. I salute them. Their choir sings right pretty. I've heard their choir sing. But they're wrong about Jesus Christ. Therefore, they're wrong about everything else. What we say about Jesus Christ, listen, what we teach about Jesus Christ, listen, it is the, the, the thing that makes a detail. And here's the difference. Do, what do they say? Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? The true teacher, the honest teacher, teaches that Jesus Christ has always been, will always be, left glory, left his seat at the right hand of the Father, took on the flesh, came to this earth, walked among men, died on a cross, resurrected on the third day, ascended on the 40th, and sits now at the right hand of his Father, waiting to be told to come and claim his people. If they teach anything other than that, they are a false teacher. Look at what other good work they have. Whatever else they do, they are a false teacher. The confidence. Look what he says in verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Let me say this morning and say, wow, I mean, you just touched on a few of them. I didn't know all that craziness was out there. What are we going to do? We're going to hold our head up high, and we're going to preach and teach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Because we have overcome. That's what John says. We are not defeated by false teachers, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. We use that verse a lot. We use, that, we use the end of that verse a lot. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Most of us don't know the context of it. You know, we, don't, we don't look at what, where it came from. It was written and it was used originally to say you and I don't have to fall guilty. We don't have to fall captive to false teachers. Because we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us, and when we hear false teachers, the Holy Spirit that dwells in the heart of a believer says, Hey up there! That's wrong. Our, to use the fancy church phrase, our spirit does not bear witness with their spirit. You ever had that happen? Somebody stand up to teach or preach, and as soon as they start, you kind of get the heebie-jeebies. You know, I wonder what it is. Something, something right here. And the longer they talk, the more it becomes clear. John says we have the Spirit of God living in us. And we don't have to fall prey. We don't have to fall 
uh, fall victim to false teaching. I heard a story, I thought it was an awesome story. There was a, an American Indian um, who uh, was visiting uh, in Los Angeles with, a, uh, with one of his friends who was uh, a new Christian. And as they were walking down the streets uh, of Los Angeles, they, there was a man, a street preacher, on the corner. And the man, you know, he had a Bible in his hand, and he was, you know, preaching and carrying on. And the, the man, from the, the Christian Indian from, uh, from Los Angeles knew about this man and knew that he represented a cult and that, uh, that uh, you know, that he taught false stuff and knew that he held a Bible, but that he never, never referenced a Bible or talked from his Bible. But he stood there for a minute, and, and, and as the, you know, the, the visitor wanted to hear what he was saying, and as they listened, he was thinking, well, I hope, I hope my friend doesn't, uh, you know, get confused. I hope he doesn't get misled by, by what this guy is saying. And after just a few minutes, the, the Indian who was visiting uh, turned around, and his friend, who was a Christian there from Los Angeles, said, well, what do you, what, what do you think of that preacher? And the friend said, all the time he was talking, he said, something in my heart just kept saying, liar, 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 liar. We have overcome false teaching. We don't have to fall victim to it. What was telling him liar, liar, liar was the Holy Spirit that lived within him. And then look at the companions. Look in verse 5 and 6. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the Spirit of the truth and the Spirit of God. John made something real clear here. He says, you really, he says, you really want to pick out a false teacher? See who follows him. See who follows him. See who follows him. See how they live. Again, we're not talking about some way out, whacked out. We're talking about those who kind of try to fly under the banner of Christianity. He says, look at those that follow that teacher. Look at those that follow that preacher. Is there evidence of a changed life? He says, if they're not, there's a good chance they're following a false teacher. And here's what God gripped my heart about. When people watch you and see you at work, when they see us out in public, when they see us in the restaurant, when they see how we behave in the grocery stores and in our neighborhood, what do they think? of our teacher. Jesus is our master. He is just as the, uh, as they would call him in the New Testament, called him master, called him rabbi, teacher. He is our ultimate teacher. When they do business with us, when they talk to us, when they, again, the waitress is going to serve you at lunch. What's she going to think about Jesus 
What's she going to think about Jesus? What's she going to say? If she looks at you, she can tell by the way you're dressed and the time you come in. She's going to have a pretty good idea. He's going to have a pretty good idea that you've been to church this morning. And the way you treat that servant, the way you talk to them, the way you tip them, what is that going to tell them about your church, your pastor, your Savior? What is it going to say? John says you can tell something about who they're following by how they act. By how they act. And the second thing that spoke to my heart from this passage is we don't have a soul in this room. I don't believe we have a single person who is watching online who would say something I don't know. Again, what I say a while ago, to get to heaven, you've got to crawl a shawl on your hands and knees with a frog in your pocket. We don't, we don't have anybody who thinks like that. But how are you trying to get to heaven? What are you depending on for your salvation? See, here's reality. You don't have to stand up and say, well, you've got to sacrifice a goat. If you believe that you can get to heaven some way other than Christ and Christ alone. If you think, well, I'm going to heaven because I go to church every week. I'm going to heaven because I give and put money in the offering plate. I'm going to heaven because my mama and daddy, they, I grew up in church and my mama was a teacher and my daddy was a deacon. I'm a deacon. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I, you know, whatever. You know what that is? That's false teaching that John is talking about. You don't have to say you've got to worship a totem pole. All you have to do is add to or take from the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are you putting your faith in? You're in this room, you're online. You're in church. You're saying, well, I'm, I'm good enough. I, I, I'm living a good life. I do this, I do that. what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. I want to ask you to bow your head this morning. And there's two groups of people in this room. There are people who have genuinely put their faith in Jesus Christ. Who have genuinely trusted Christ for their salvation. This morning, can I invite you, can I encourage you to come and kneel and pray and say, Lord, help me always stay focused on the truth, on your word. Don't let me be misled. Again, John wasn't writing to the pagans. John was writing to the church. And he says, test every spirit. God, help me to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Help me to be sensitive to the word, to the truth, to the Holy Spirit. But then there may be some sitting here today, maybe joining us online, who you place your confidence, who you place your eternal hope. 
and things of this world. I give money to the church. I go to church. I, I pray. I read my Bible. None of those things are what Jesus Christ says of salvation. That's just as false teaching as if you said you got to sacrifice a goat. You'll never get to heaven. You're here today and you don't know Christ. You try to be a good person. You try to come to church. You've done all the good things. You were raised in church. Raising your children in church. The truth this morning is you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to come. Let me show you through God's Word how you can know the truth today. How you can have peace. How you can have salvation. Father, we thank you this morning for your Word. God, we know that there are false teachers in abundance. They're all over the airwaves. They're all over the bookstores. They're all in our churches. And God, they're not teaching completely just out of left field, but they're teaching just enough to lead people astray. But they're putting their faith for salvation and the things of this world, and their work, and their deeds. God, I pray this morning to speak to our hearts. If there's one here today, one going in this online, that doesn't know Jesus Christ personally. And it's putting their faith, putting their hope, in anything other than Jesus, and Him crucified. God, you touch their heart. God, I pray Lord today for Christians. God, that we'd bow, we'd fall on our face before you. And ask you to equip us, to energize us with the Holy Spirit, and we'd be able to discern truth, not be misled, not be confused. We say true to your word. It's in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Um, or maybe just retired, 
um, the, the uh, Baptist Aging Ministry, the Foundation, uh, Godstone, all those different groups uh, are going to come together and kind of you know, answer questions and, uh, as far as you know, insurance and some of those various things. Um, I think it's, I think the charge is $10, but that includes a catered lunch. Um, and you know, if retirement is in your, in your windshield, um, and if you're already retired, you may benefit too as well. Uh, but especially for anybody considering retirement, um, thinking about it, um, some, some really smart cookies, Davis Blunt, Robert Simons, uh, are going to come. They're doing these all over the state, and one of them is going to be here in Concord. Um, but uh, if you're interested in that, um, if you will tell me um, that you're interested, I will get you the information. Um, so you know how to register for that. If you want to uh, need registration ahead of time, so you know about lunch. Again, uh, it'll be a catered lunch and a uh, pretty, pretty decent meal, I think. Um, and so, uh, but if you're even, again, contemplating that, or got any questions about benefits or some of that kind of thing, and um, again, these are some, uh, some really, uh, Davis is just extremely uh, smart, uh, smart guy, uh, CPA, um, and uh, uh, so they can, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so they can't do any of that kind of stuff, but um, if you're interested in that, again, that's a, when's our birthday this year? Is it on Thursday? You ain't thought that far ahead, huh? Um, just trying to make it, just, just trying to make it through the day. Uh, but I think it's on Thursday. Um, Thursday the 21st of September. Um, and so we're doing stuff for old people on Debbie's birthday. And so, uh, yeah, mine too, by the way. Uh, so, um, good things happen on September the 21st. Um, so, uh, if you're interested in that, I said, if you'll let me know, uh, again, I, don't, I haven't seen a flyer or anything for it, um, but I, I, I can get you the information about it uh, if you are interested. All right, let's bow through this week. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the day you've given us, Lord. I thank you for your word and the opportunity to preach it. Uh, God, I thank you for each person that's here today. Uh, God, I thank you for your sweet spirit as we sang, as we worship together. Uh, and I go with us as we leave from here. Uh, God, just as we talked about in your word, the people will be able to tell who we're following uh, by how we live. And we'll give you the honor for that. It's in Jesus' name, I pray.